1: Hi Dio DeGenerinos and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network episode 241 going out to Irish Dave Al I think Irish Dave and Dave Al in the discord are the same people but um the Dave Al in the discord who is from Ireland so probably it's Irish Dave who left us a nice review but he he had a very good night um betting some of our suggestions so um this goes out to Irish Dave and a heck, it goes out to everybody else in the discord we had a excuse me a fun night in the Discord because it was a fun ufc event last night if you're not in the Discord, uh please pop in or if you're a lurker uh just say hi say hey i'm here and i'm lurking well we had a few new faces pop up last night if you're not signed up at sports discord dot com slash my name in there is jeff chalks you may know me as jeff chalks fox um for all the jeff chalk stands out there i'm sure there's 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 got to be at least one we have a lot of listeners there's got to be at least one jeff chalk stand <laughs> they, they never speak out speak up or anything but i'm sure there's at least one of you out there um yeah this is this is not gonna be a fun episode because uh the one who has all the stands who the, the guy who brings whose milkshake brings all the boys to the yard gumby vreeland had a good night and i did not at U C 281 But it it was a a fun night of fights, nonetheless. So enough rambling. Let's bring in Gumby so he can gloat and talk about how great he did and uh, how great the event was and be Mr. Enthusiasm, as per usual. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, we'll get... Gumby God, go ahead. We'll we'll, we'll,
0: we'll get into just how good some of my plays were and stuff in a moment. But, like, objectively, that was an amazing event, right? Like, that was like... 11
1: finishes tied the record. Yeah. uh, Most first-round finishes in a single event. Seven first-round finishes is uh tied to record and 11 finishes overall ties the record as well. And I would
0: say even the three decisions, I mean, like the, the Montel Jackson, Julio Arce fight, maybe not terribly exciting, but like yeah. the Petroski Wellington Terman one was, oh, was great. Yeah. yeah. That, that was a fun back and forth. And in Carolina, Copacabuch versus uh, Silvana Gomez Juarez was Juarez Gomez. not so. Yeah. Hey, did you see DC <laughs> oh, messing up it the is...
1: same way as you? Like, Multiple yeah. times, and I was like, oh, man, even D- even DC's got that problem. The, the, the most brain-dead color commentator we've had, and uh, he, uh, yeah, I pronounce, I, I, I say her name like he does. That makes me feel good.
0: Yeah, it's great. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, there was uh, a lot of uh, takedowns, uh, winning rounds last night, Dan. Did you notice that in the commentary?
0: I did notice that. <laughs> I, I will say... <laughs> There, there was one or two – I can't remember which fight I was even watching anymore. There was one or two where, like, a takedown late in the round, and the round was really close, and he settled into position. And, like, it might have, but, like, yeah, all the other ones didn't.
1: <laughs> and uh, Michael Chandler was smart that when he had Poirier on skates to to, uh, to take him down. That, that was a, a fantastic move, according to Cormier. Instead of, like, continuing to beat him up, uh, take him down and let him uh, recover. So, yeah. Well – I I mean, we can get into breaking that one down,
0: (laughs) but like, I, I I think in that second round, maybe this is just the fight we start on is Dustin Poirier versus Michael Chandler. It It was the
1: fight of the night. So let's do it.
0: Yeah. In that second round where Michael Chandler shoots that takedown and granted, you know, you can say how much you thought Dustin Poirier was on skates or not on skates. It doesn't really matter. What does really matter here though, is that like, that is the Michael Chandler who likely could be a champion. Yeah. Round two, Michael Chandler in that fight, the takedowns, the top control, the punches in top control, like that Michael Chandler can beat almost anybody. Probably not Islam Makhachev, but like that Michael Chandler would beat Charles Oliveira. Like I, I I really, truly believe that if he came with that style all the time. Problem is he won't come with that style all the time. He tries to be exciting. He gets fucking beat up.
1: Yep. That was quite, quite a fight, but um. Let's let's start from the top why not. Um and get into things. It was UFC 281 last night MSG New York City their yearly pilgrimage every November the uh the Octagon sets down in the world's most famous arena and they did not disappoint um at all last night with uh, there wasn't basically was not a dud fight amongst the uh amongst the batch of we had, ended up with all 14 fights too so nothing fell through it either. So we had a, an attendance of just under 21,000, 20,845 and as Gumby tipped you off the tickets were expensive, so uh, the fact the gate was, what, $11.6 million is not a surprise either, so it was a very good night um, business-wise for the UFC as well. Um, main event, it, people are saying that uh, I saw uh, headlines, maybe podcast headline, Alex Pereira. It was severe, I mean, actually put it, which was surprising, but Alex Pereira shocks the world. He didn't shock the world. A lot of people um, had Pereira pegged as a possible uh, usurper, how do you say that word? Usurp, usurp? Y- y- usurp, usurp, usurp. He usurped the King, uh, Israel Adesanya. I'm a writer. I don't usually have to say these words out loud. Uh, TKO punches fifth round two Oh one into the fifth round uh, in a fight, which most people thought I didn't haven't heard about the official uh, scorecards, but most people thought it was three, one Adesanya, um, Pereira basically took the fourth round off the scene, but in retrospect, he took it off. Um, Watching it live, we just thought he was gassed out, but he really laid, uh, got it going in the fifth round. Adesanya, um, he had him rocked with a bunch of punches. Now, there, people are saying possibly it was an early stoppage, but I've let my um, my opinion on early stoppages be known already up to this point. So we lost. Um, we, we didn't lose um, on, on it being – well, we lost him both ways. I thought Izzy was going to win, and I thought it was going to be boring. Izzy did not win, and it was not boring. But uh, we had Izzy minus 215. Pereira came through very exciting fight I'm done rambling. Let's let Gumby give you more technical breakdown than me just rambling on about it well i'm I'm gonna hit a couple of
0: the points that you just rambled on first of all yeah nobody's shocking the world if you're less than uh a two to one underdog if if you're less than plus two hundred uh you you're not shocking the world you're just you you won and it's a mild upset um that like that's that's not nobody's shocking the world at that uh secondly uh I don't know that Pereira intentionally took the fourth off or was just not seeing the windows, but you're right. He was way less active with his output in that round. And to your third point about the, the round scoring, all three judges were in agreement. Rounds they were good one, last three night. and four. Yeah, they were incredible. Um <laughs> rounds one, three, and four, all to Izzy. Uh so he was up three to one. Um which, you know, which just means he was three minutes away from keeping his title, Um, yeah. which is cr- crazy because, you know, but, but Pereira's own teammate, Glover Teixeira, was recently just minutes or, or in his case, just a minute away from keeping his title on the judges scorecards and uh had it snatched from him. Is you know the the jaws of victory or the jaws of defeat or whatever the, the expression is, but like had the title taken off of him real late in the fight, so it, yep. it seems like it's been a a run of those, right?
1: Yep, and may gods giveth and taketh away. We almost had our injury in in the uh in a key fight too, uh, as we normally do, because Adesanya seemed to hurt his leg when uh, Pereira checked him late in the late in the fight. Um, but yeah, Izzy fought very well over the first what, couple couple rounds, and then he went back to the new. Izzy style where he was playing it safe and maybe it cost him the fight because uh, he was, you know, he wasn't, I don't think he was being aggressive enough. Uh, He was getting backed up. The one thing that stood out, he was constantly getting backed up to the cage and that actually ended up biting him because that's where he got rocked and uh, the fight got stopped. But um, yeah, he wasn't doing a very good job um, controlling, being a ring general, so to speak. He seemed to get backed up a lot um bit of grappling going on it was very low level of grappling um he, he, Izzy looked good in the clinch but yeah um I, I think he just is his cage craft cutting off the cage he, being in proper position was not very good and prayer is just so big too That that's something we didn't mention the the, the announcers do not let that go without being mentioned a million times but yeah he, he's a massive massive man and uh hits very hard yeah I I think we you know to your point about him
0: getting cornered the whole time and, and getting stuck a whole bunch of times. I, I think he circled off the cage pretty well early on. I think combination of fatigue as well as Pereira starting to get a sense of what he was doing, like led Pereira to cutting it off better in the third yeah. and fourth round. Um, And then by the fifth round, after he checked the kick, it was, it had gotten to the point where he now knew what Izzy was trying to do. He was yeah. modified to it. Izzy was tired and then Izzy was hurt. It, it was just kind of like a perfect storm of things too. So Yep. like, I, I think, I don't know necessarily that it was easy reverting to his old ways. I, I think he was just fighting a dude like Alex Pereira, who is really tough to fight that way against for an extended period of time.
1: Fine. Argue with me. Go ahead. Make me look dumb. I, Go right I, ahead.
0: I mean, I don't think you're, you're dumb. I, I just like, you know, and <laughs> Thank I, you. I keep I keep seeing takes out there about, you know, and maybe it's because people, some people just don't take to Izzy's personality really well. But like, I see a lot of people out there being like, Izzy was being stupid, or Izzy was being dumb, or like. No, he wasn't being dumb. He was just, you know. Like, I mean, like he was winning. He was winning yeah. a five-round title fight yeah. against one of the best contenders in the world. Like, and so that, and now That champion. got him
1: criticized though over the past what three years, winning fights. So winning fights isn't enough apparently. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and that's especially when, when you when you talk a big talk as well. Also, uh, I'm well, sure and then he that brings it on himself. That that's the thing too,
0: right? Is that like he got shit on for all the that those years for fighting for too safe and not, you know, going for it and stuff like that. And now he's getting criticism for kinda of going for it. You know what I mean? And like yeah, I, I think he's kind of uh just like a polarizing figure. People love yep. him or hate him. Um because it's you know, he's he's a little bit of an eccentric guy. So Um, people love him or hate him, but love him or hate him, he put in a damn good fight. Uh, despite the fact that Pereira is now the new middleweight champion.
1: And I take it we're gonna see part two. They they were non-committal, which that probably doesn't mean much, but um, because I they don't seem to be massive. uh, They being UFC don't seem to be massive Adesanya fans uh, either, but maybe they are. They had him headline their biggest fight of the year, so um, more than likely rematch. I'm guessing because that's the way UFC rolls. So they're not very creative when it comes to booking these things.
0: Well, and I would say this, too. You know, like I, I get, you know, and rematches are boring, blah, blah, blah. We just saw it, blah, blah, blah. But, like, is, is there a more deserving type of person No. than than somebody with, with seven title defenses and who was is three minutes away from making it his eighth title defense? Like, he was winning the fight. It's the yeah. same thing with Kamar Usman. We were talking about, you know, should Kamar Usman get the first crack? Or some people were claiming Masvidal and, like, all these other people... It, there's not a clear cut number one contender in any of those divisions. The champ just got off of like an eight fight defense streak and, yep. and he was winning the fight, you know, by all judges, scorecards, three to one, in both cases, you, you got to run it back. This this is an obvious yep. rematch for Izzy.
1: Yep. Um, yeah. Do you think out of
0: curiosity, because we saw some of the lines posted early yep. for Kamar Usman versus uh, Leon Edwards, Kamar Usman being a big favorite. Do you yeah. think Izzy will be a big favorite? In I treatment? already,
1: yeah, I think it's, they've already been posted and he is Uh-oh. not a big favorite. I, I think he's a favorite though. Um, I got an email from, uh, let me, see. no, this is last night. Still one sec. Um, boom, 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 boom. we really should have an, in- we should have an intern for- to this, but yeah, I, I forgot. I should have kept this in my email, but I did get an email from an unnamed place. Not the place I'm going to tell you about in a second. Um, Please hold while I check my emails here. But um, yeah, <laughs> I, I agree with everything you say. There really uh, isn't anyone else that really is uh, is worthy for it. So and, and people get um, rematches for far less than what Izzy did. All right, uh, he let me see minus one fifty. Israel Adesanya. Yeah. And so what was he? What uh, was he uh, negative? What was he negative negative? Yeah. So like so, it, it went down eighty. Yeah, it went down a bit. So yeah, he's still he's still a favorite though. So we'll we'll see what happens when the fight's actually if the fight is actually announced and all that jazz. But I've been negligent here. I've not told you about our amazing WinBet people who keep us in your ear holes. We're not going to be in your ear holes for much longer if I if I keep uh, being negligent here. So let me tell you about Win Ready Win Money and Boost your Odds. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet from boosted steam game parlays to live in-game odds in every major sport. WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today receive a special offer: bet $100, win $100. So much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so you know we sent you. that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Now the important part, offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where play-through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And as uh, Colby said on, I guess, the college basketball uh, podcast or one of his college podcasts, if you're listening, listening to this, you have a gambling problem. It's just whether or, not you want, whether or not you want help. If you want help, there's another. Okay, um, enough on the main event. We lost that one. We got the next one right. And we didn't just get it right. It went the way we predict, predicted. Unfortunately, uh, Zhang Weili was minus 345 at the end of the fight. This was a wild fight. Great grappling, like uh, frenetic grappling, you would say. Uh, Sparza, like I said, criminally underrated always. Uh, unfortunately, she, she did lose and is not the champ anymore. But um, she held her own against uh, Weili uh, Zhang. Or Zhang Weili, rather, uh, before she got submitted rear naked choke, 105 in the second round. I think the only real surprise is um, how how tough uh, Zhang was on the ground, grappling wrestling against the Sparza, which is the strength.
0: Yeah, I'm not terribly surprised. Here's the thing about Zhang Weili or Weili Zhang, however you want to say, Uh, she, she hasn't really been forced to show off a lot of her grappling in the past, right? Like if you look at the people she's fought, right? Like the the best grappler she's fought in the UFC is probably Jessica Andrade. And that fight took like 40 seconds or something like that. You know, Tisha Torres wasn't looking to take her down. Just Aguilera, Danielle Taylor, uh, Rose Namajunas, you want a Like none of those people are wrestlers and she's never really like leaned on her wrestling either. So like, I, I mean, she's, she's stocky she's strong as all hell is it shocking that she's like good at wrestling and has good positioning
1: probably not so uh you know you can pick up francis nangano and throw throw him over her shoulder so god
0: how many times did i see that on social media? I, I never saw it i just saw i saw <laughs> oh, it like,
1: uh,
0: oh i saw it f- I, I more than it. once <laughs>
1: yeah, she's strong
0: <laughs> yeah and it was with a single leg too which is pretty damn impressive um yeah no she's she's incredibly strong she's got great wrestling Um, you know, my my analysis of this fight was that Carla wasn't going to be able to implement her wrestling. So maybe it's a little surprising that Wei Li did get some of her wrestling going in her own right. Um, but yeah, like at the end of the day, this was a mismatch. It was a massive mismatch and the line showed it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Um, so we got a lot of hot potato, a lot of MMA math going on in the women's strawweight. So, um, Zhang can't beat Rose and Rose can't beat Carla. And Carla can't beat Zhang. So, like, it's, are we just going to, uh, are they the only three? Are they just going to pass the belt back and forth amongst each other? Or what? What's going on? I'm, what's next?
0: I'm, I'm, I'm going, well, first of all, what's next is I think probably Amanda Lamos. Um,
1: yeah, which is- I, I would like something different. Yeah. Yeah. Not just which- Rose again, after, especially after what Rose did her last. Fight.
0: Yeah. Ro- Rose is going to need a win. Also, I'm going to take a, a little bit of an issue with what you said there. I think mm-hmm. Rose can beat Carla um okay hasn't (laughs) hasn't beat carla is more important uh because i think she very well could uh if she put her foot on the gas even a little tiny bit in that last fight she'd have won that fight so uh yeah i i I think this is a case where rose is probably the best of those fighters and waylee is the second best of those fighters
1: Yep. so yeah amanda Lamush may have punched her ticket next it it would have been a clear cut if if uh mahina Hadigas had survived um she'd be pretty much clear cut for the next title fight but alas that doesn't not going to be happening now um well we kind of talked about this fight already but what a battle it was uh, fight of the night dustin Poirier submission rear naked choke two minutes into the third round over michael chandler this was a back and forth just a bloody bloody battle chandler uh was fighting dirty according to Poirier, because he fish hooked him and he Blew his bloody nose all over him. I didn't see that part. Did you see that when it happened? I did see
0: that from guard. I bet it's yeah. on your
1: phone. <laughs> uh,
0: it's not on my phone. No, nothing right. broke.
1: So it's not on my phone. That's um, true. But we have I, I, minus 188. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, uh, again, this is one of the ones I, I snuck him and Wei Li Zhang into a parlay that won. Yep. be in uh, even money. It, this yep. was so easy for me. And, and don't get me wrong. It was back and forth at the end of the day. <coughs> Sorry. Oh my on my He's own. Dying. Nine here. Um, it was back and forth, like you said, but at the end of the day, the big issue for Michael Chandler is he wants to be entertaining, and it's costing him fights. At the end of the day, <laughs> yep. uh, because like if he just went in there and was second round, Michael Chandler, he probably beats Poirier, uh, or at least is a lot closer to beating Poirier than he was here. It might have had to be by decision, but he might have beat Poirier.
1: He was entertaining though. So, um, are both these guys just kind of still in? Not a bad, a bad thing, but no man's land, so to speak, even though that has negative connotations. But are they still out of the title picture and just kind of floating about in their own division, basically? I don't think so. With the new
0: champ in there, I think that helps yep. them immensely. Um, yep. And for Poirier, I saw a lot of people float around him versus Benil Daryush um, as like a pseudo number one contenders fight for whoever wins the Islam uh, Volkanovski fight. And I like that. I like that a lot.
1: Yeah, that fight has been uh, made official since we last spoke. Islam versus Mr. Volkanovski, who's eating what, four thousand calories a day to bulk up? Apparently. Six thousand, I think. 6, he said. Calories. Yeah, yeah he's insane. gonna get back to his rugby weight if this keeps up. Better be careful. Um, Chris Gutierrez, like, okay, they said the exact same thing I was thinking on severe MMA. Uh, good podcast, you should listen to it. Um, but why did we have to see this? This was—we all knew this was gonna happen. And everyone except Frankie Edgar apparently knew this was going to happen and he got knocked out. It wasn't, it wasn't really a hellacious knee either. He, he got kneed and he got knocked out, uh, 201 into the first round. It was not surprising. We knew Frankie Edgar was going to get beat up and knocked out. There's no reason this had to happen. Someone should have stopped this from happening. Yeah. But here's the thing is that like, I, I think the UFC,
0: I'm not saying they were trying to protect Frankie, um, but they did put him in there with somebody who seemed like he deserved a fight with Frankie Edgar. Cause you don't want to, if Frankie tells you he's retiring, you don't want to wheel in like, you know, some guy coming off of the ultimate fighter, right? Like you don't want to, you know, bring in Ludovic Shaolinian for him to be in his final fight. Cause that's like, that's a slap in the face to, to Frankie. You want to bring in somebody who deserves a fight with Frankie. And if he beats him, he beats him. They also brought in a guy who had vid- Every few KOs, particularly very few KOs like by, by like, you know, big punches on the feet. Like, he's coming off a spinning back fist win over uh, Danabakarell. But before that, it was decision, 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 leg kick TKO, decision, decision, submission, loss, submission, loss. He, and then a leg kick TKO. He hasn't knocked anybody out with hands with the exception of a spinning back fist in, like, the last seven years. So, like, I think they were doing something where they were like, Oh, I don't, I don't think he'll be able to like go in and just KO Frankie flawlessly in two seconds. And then he did exactly that.
1: Yeah. My point is that they, this shouldn't have happened to begin with. He shouldn't have been fighting anyone. Um, whether the UFC said no or someone in his camp actually who cares about him says, no, you don't need to fight anymore. Because you've been knocked out three times in a row now. There's no reason he needed to get knocked out three times in a row and get knocked out five times in the past three years or whatever. Six times in the past three years, wherever, What? five times excuse me whatever it's been like there's no reason for him to keep going on and it's going to continue there's chris Wybins is going to come back and try to win the belt and he's got no chin and guy we're going to talk about soon did, has no chance did you right, did
0: you care. see uh did you see luke rockhold tweeted out after the the main event that he was coming back
1: <laughs> oh good luke Rockhold. see that's the thing it, it, it's good for us gamblers but it's you know it's uh, don't know what it's going to take but nonetheless um didn't need to see that but we were on the right side of things, and that was easy money to be made there. Um, and then in the opener of the main card, Dan Hooker broke our hearts. Not really, but he, he, uh, this was a horrible fight. Claudia Puellas looked ridiculous. Um, again, I talk about severe MMA far too much here, but um, uh, Sean Sheena likes to say uh, BJJ doesn't work in MMA anymore. Well, <laughs> this, this, is a, uh, this is a clear... Um, uh, Clear example in in his favor here that, that Claudia Puelas was just trying to do BJJ the whole time, and Dan Hooker was uh, kickboxing him and destroying him with the body kick. Basically, the ref's like, "Okay, enough. I've seen enough of this, uh, Puelas. with, with your uh, with your fancy rolls trying to uh, get Dan Hooker down." So it was 406 into the second round. Horrible fight. Puelas looked really bad for us. Um, made our underdog pick look horrible. I I don't know. So. This
0: is tough for me because at the end of the day, you're right. He did look ridiculous. He had like a whole uh, Ryan Hall thing going on by the second round because he was so outclassed on the feet. But in that first round, he was on a submission. That fight was almost over.
1: Yeah. yeah. Joe Rogan told me.
0: Well, (laughs) he's in there deep.
1: He gets Uh, (laughs) so excited. He gets so excited. Anytime there's any jujitsu, he gets so excited. He doesn't know what he's talking
0: about. But like he, he, he he, he was actually in there on some pretty deep submissions. And like, you know, that's kind of what we thought was going to happen. That's what we were predicting. Um, You know, maybe we overestimated his jujitsu abilities or underestimated Dan hooker, one or the other, but like, I I wouldn't just write this off as like his jujitsu is not very good or it doesn't work, but like, and I also don't think he planned on just like sitting down for most of the second round. I think he had gotten battered and uh, didn't have much in his, his tank to stay standing. So um. Yeah. Ultimately, it looked really bad, but I ultimately think that Claudio Puello is gonna rebound from that.
1: Yeah. Hooker looked good though, so it's good. To, good to have him back. So that was the main card. We both went three and two there. So um, should be uh, happy happy times ahead. But no, not for me at least. It isn't. Um, there are happy times over though in our SGPN merch store, especially if we talk about the MMA gambling podcast gear. Uh, now Gumby's a Gumby God again, you should go check out his shirt because uh, it's applicable again, uh, even though it does say Tuesday night, but that, that's okay. It, it's, any night of, the, night of the week, Gumby is a God now. Get all your holiday shopping done early at the SGPN merch store. SGPN gear is the perfect stocking stuffer for the degen in your life. And from now until Thanksgiving, you can get 10% off when you use the promo code Dallas Sucks. That's store.sportsgamingpodcast.com promo code D A L L A S S U C K S. I'm really rambling today. This is not good, Dan. You're gonna have to take over.
0: That's alright. We're we're fine.
1: You're fine. Are fine? All right. Hanada Mokano. He's fine. Thanks that promo. He's
0: really he's really fine.
1: Give him some money. Give him some money. Dan Mokano. I had Brad Riddell. I regretted that almost instantly. Mokano outclassed him the three three minutes, 20 seconds. They were in the cage submission rear naked choke.
0: Yeah, this was, uh, this was a really good case of people forgetting how good Moicano is on the feet. Yep. Um, because he's, he's really good on the feet. Um, and and I think that like, you know, maybe too many people were sleeping on how good he could be there. And obviously his jujitsu is just out of control. It's so good, man. So, um, you know, yeah, great, great to see him. Uh, do what he does best Because I, I've always thought he's super underrated And since he's come to Lightweight, I mean his only two losses At lightweight since moving up Are to Rafael Faziev and Rafael Dolzandro So as long as you don't give him another Rafael He'll be fine uh,
1: That's That could be tough, there are, are a lot of Rafaels around Um, Yeah, so that was a very good number You had him at two, minus 125 Are we getting rid of Brad Riddell? I know he's, he's from no, uh, The Big no, Campus no, no. 3, he's been finished three straight Fights now though
0: yeah, but like, look at the level of opponents. Like, just give him yeah. a step down.
1: Um, I, I like firing people.
0: Yeah, I I don't think he's he he's also like just before that, like he's only a year and a half removed from beating Drew Dober. Uh, I, I don't think you can fire a guy
1: who beat him. Finger.
0: Drew Dober, Drew Dober, isn't he ranked?
1: <laughs> He's four and he's three now, though. Lost three straight. So he's if he's not getting cut, he's he's getting close. So he's got to be careful.
0: Um, I don't think he's close to being uh,
1: Fine, Dan. I just, don't fire anyone. I don't, think
0: he's, I don't think he's remotely close to
1: being shot. Right. <laughs> if Dominic Reyes doesn't get cut or retires, then he's he's our auto fade going forward. I had him, and I reg- this is another one I regretted uh, once once they got in the cage. I, I wish I had pulled the trigger and it was brave like Dan, taking Ryan Spann at plus 175. I thought long and hard about it, but I wanted to give Reyes another shot. I should not have, because he is—he is shot. Uh, his chin is shot. Span knocked him out. Dan got a massive score here, plus 175. Like I said, if Reyes doesn't, I think for his health he should retire, um, but he won't, and which means um, hopefully we can still make some money off him. Go for it. Yeah, not not not
0: just uh not just a pick of mine either but one of my recommended plays uh just throw that that's in sweet. there this was this was a weird one for you to miss i have to say because you're always yeah, talking about how people's chins are shot and that they yep. they won't cover and that you know that that kind of stuff is cumulative and here you are forgetting that and yeah, having it you know. blow up in your face with a, a small jab because that's what I, knocked him out is a jab yep.
1: <laughs> i think i got i must got scared off by the line. Um yeah, I'd be scared off if I was had, had to face the next person in the cage, Erin Blanchfield. Even though I'm twice her size, uh, I'm also twi- more than twice her age. So th- that probably uh, <laughs> negates, it, negates it. But yeah, she is fearsome. She, this was the most impressive performance on the night, even though she didn't get a bonus or anything like that. But uh, she's the one that impressed me the most. Um, On the evening, she submitted uh, very game Molly McCann, who was not wanting to be submitted. Um, she finally... Uh, got her with a camera i thought she was gonna end up having to break her arm but mccann ended up tapping out 337 into the first round after being crucifixed and just being destroyed blanchfield is just so good yeah they i i
0: wish they gave bonuses to people who needed them uh because yeah. there were a lot of people who could use bonuses um you know alberg fravola uh blanchfield, blanchfield. Yep. span Moicano even, <laughs> Moicano even asked for money. Uh, Gutierrez. And instead I'm they sure went they to ask for money
1: too. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe you, you can't ask for it anymore.
0: Instead they went to the two champs and yeah. Poyage. Actually, I have a theory on that. Do, can I can I float yes. a conspiracy theory about why these oh, people aren't getting bonuses? Please, American,
1: float a, a conspiracy theory.
0: I think it's because of how many of them mentioned like like bet companies or gambling companies in their thank you speeches.
1: <laughs> you think so?
0: Yeah. Cause I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I think a lot of the guys in the prelims think, you know, like whatever tout is out there trying to sell you picks. Um, and you know, from whatever that tout chose to pay them as a advertising revenue. And I think as a result, they missed out on their 50 K and whether it was worth the 50 K or not. Uh, I think they'll, they'll look back at that in retrospect, but, um, at the end of the day, yeah. Blanchfield malls, Molly McCann, Molly McCann landed seven strikes in this fight. Uh, I think I saw 93 on the other side of it. Plus just like the worst grappling domination you've ever seen. This is what happens when a good grappler gets in there with somebody who's not a good grappler.
1: So what are we doing with Blanchfield next?
0: I mean, she's got to be going up the rankings, right? Like
1: she's uh, not ready for Shevchenko yet, but it's getting,
0: it's getting close. I I mean, like, yeah, you're right. She's not ready for Shevchenko yet, but there are a lot of women in that women's uh, flyweight division who kind of need to be like, I I don't want to say need to be weeded out of the top 10, but are like, you know, been in there for a long time. And like, you kind of question, are they really good enough to be in there and need to fight somebody down the rankings? I'm talking about the, you know, the Vivian Arruyos and the Jennifer Mayas. And uh, to a lesser extent, like Caitlin Shokiki and Lauren Murphy are both really good. But like, they also should be like, you know, fighting people down the rankings just a little tiny bit. So, like, give Blanchfield somebody like that. I, I bet you she'd maul, you know, like Vivian Arruyo or Andrea Lee or somebody like that.
1: She'd maul anyone, I think, at this point. Do you I, think anyone anyone in uh, a flyweight can hang with her grappling?
0: I don't think so. No, no. no I, I think her grappling is probably the best. Like, her pure jujitsu is probably the best. Uh, but, like, th- there are people who are really good at managing distance. Yeah, and yeah. Like, uh, like, we, we did – and we did see her deal with a little adversity with that against J.J. Aldrich, because Aldrich also dealt with distance kind of well, and it, like, perplexed her for a second before she got a neck and then just finished her. But, um, yeah, yeah, like, she she probably needs to fight somebody a little bit better who's good at managing distance so we can see what she can do.
1: Yeah, no, I I'm not really into into rushing her either. She's only twenty-three. Um at this point, don't want to um ruin her and, and rush her up too fast. But you know, like I said, it's getting it's getting there. She already was 12 heading into that fight, number 12. So um I'm sure Gombi has her close to the top in his rankings now, so we'll see. Um so we we go from one of our favorites to another one of our favorites, uh Andre Petroski, middleweight fight. Dominated Wellington Terman, thirty-two and seven, thirty-two 29 seven, twenty-nine, twenty-eight. Just he's just uh is just looking fantastic every fight. Um, on, on the ground with a very good grappler, uh, held his own. W- was was good on the feet. He's just looking like the c- complete package, and uh, looking forward to seeing his next fight, as Joe Rogan likes to say.
0: I I, I want to use this as an opportunity to talk to you about the Ultimate Fighter. And why it's not a washed-up program yet? Because this guy didn't win the Ultimate Fighter. I just want to remind you guys: this guy did not win the Ultimate Fighter. And right now, I'm telling you, I would pick him to beat ranked fighters. Like, would you not pick him to beat Brad
1: Tavares or Calvin
0: Gastelum or (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he'd beat Darren Till at this point, maybe too. Like, I I really do. uh, Just because he's such a good grappler. Now, I think some of those are like choice stylistic matchups that I just made, and there are a whole bunch of people who would give him. Trouble with their grappling, but like, man, he he looks like a beast, and he looked good in the hands too. Yep,
1: yep, yeah, he's getting better. We had him at minus two hundred five. Missed the next one. Um, the top turtle, Jinx, bit us, Dan, um, because it didn't bite Matt Favola. The Steamroller did just that. He potatoed Ottman azatar ha <laughs> ha, knockout punch two thirty into the first round. I I saw this going the other way. I saw azatar knocking Favola out, but no, it was Favola with the potato hands frivola seems to have gotten some
0: huge gains in his boxing from, from Ray Longo. Cause yeah. that's the second straight one where he's looked good with the hands. Yeah. You're
1: um, going to have to pay attention to him. I think now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think so too. And uh, it, it'll be interesting to see where they go with him next. Cause that's two in a row. And obviously a win over an undefeated opponent is a big one. So yeah. Uh, onward and upward for Matt for Vola.
1: Yeah. Um, Carolina Kowalczuk looked very good. She she's back. <laughs> as a as you never get host. it on the first. Never get it on the first try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. always on the yeah. second. Yeah. Silvana Gomez Juarez. Um. Yeah. Double K looked fantastic. Looked, not fantastic, but but she looked good. She looks like she is back. She says she is back. 29 twenty eight across the board.
0: Yeah, and and more importantly, she's back against somebody like Silvana Gomez Juarez. You know, yeah. like. It, Th- those are the types of people she shouldn't be losing to. And, and in fairness, I-, I ran down her resume on the show last time to talk about, like, those yeah. five straight losses, with the exception of maybe the Jessica Penny one, were to such high-level competition. You know, Jessica Andrade, Michelle Waterson, Alexa Grasso, Shao Nan. Like, she was fighting the top of the top, and a bunch of those were decisions, too. So, yeah, she's she's back on top. She's looking good in her grappling. Her hands look better this time. Um, um Yeah, I... I'm wondering whether or not she's going to run up this division again a little bit.
1: Yeah. Interesting. 37 years old, but she seems to be, you know, back, uh, got, got the love of the sport again, as she says. So can I, can we fire Gomez Juarez then? Can I fire anyone this week? You know, one in three now. I, I,
0: I think if she didn't have that like incredible highlight, real knockout, Uh you'd never see her again. You're so nice. Um, but like, I mean, like, I'll, I'll fire Dom Reyes, but only for his own good. And that's pretty much yeah. all I got on this card for you. <laughs>
1: all right, fine, fine. Uh, what do we have next? Catch weight. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention Ryan Spann. Missed weight, yet he won, which goes against everything that the stats say. Um, Michael Drisano missed weight, yet he won. Um, so yeah, uh, it was a bad night for that. Uh, he knocked out... Sungwoo Choi. We thought this was going to go the other way. We thought Wu Choi would knock him out. So this is basically like the uh, azetar Favola fight uh, all over again. 451 into the first round. Trizano looked very good. Are we gonna? Can we fight Choi? Can, can we fire Choi? That's three straight losses. You might. You might
0: be able to fire Choi, other than the <laughs> fact that that was like one of the most entertaining fights of the whole night too. Like That's if 48 Chandler doesn't happen, that probably wins yeah. fight of the night. And yeah, it was Troy only was a wild half. man. Yeah, but, but it was so dumb. Like he he hurt Trizano many yeah. times. And every single time he heard him, he he just decided like, oh, then I'll just throw my arms like Bart Simpson in that hockey episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> like, and like, there's no reason for it. Uh, and if he just stayed a little bit more composed, I think he would have scored this knockout.
1: Yep, which he did not. Maybe Truzano didn't look good. I I think you're gonna push back on that. I, I think. I, I, I yeah. I good.
0: think he I think he <laughs> was a. Uh, a beneficiary of a bad circumstance and a bad game plan of Sung Woo Choi.
1: There you go. Um, what else can we tell you about? Uh, bum, 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 bum. Bantamweights. Montel Jackson didn't look fantastic. Didn't really push. I would have liked him to push the pace a bit more, but he came through for us over Julio RSA. 3027, 3027, 28. We had Jackson at, I think it was a pretty decent number, was it not? It was at minus... No, sorry, yeah, minus 215. It wasn't a good number.
0: Yeah, not much to say here. He won.
1: He was supposed um, to win. Yep, he should have done better, but nonetheless, that's the way she goes. And then in the opener, this man looked very good. Carlos Allberg uh, continuing uh, to make waves at light heavyweight after a rocky start to the UFC. Nikolai Nagumaranu knocked him out, 344 in the first run. Allberg, so fast, so precise with the strike and the hit so hard. Can't wait to see his next fight, and we had him at minus 130. And most importantly,
0: he made me look really smart by playing uh, Carlos Alberg plus 300 by KO. Yep.
1: <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So there you go. So that is the uh, night in the picks. I was seven and seven, but I lost 376 bucks. So I continue to plummet. I'm down 676 on the year now after just being uh, a few weeks ago, I was still up money. But those days are over. My hit percentage is only at 64% now. Sad. Dan went 10 and four. Kick my ass again 262 28 is why did he won and his disciples won uh 270 and 188 is he is on the earth so 59% hit rate he's down 2000 2600 bucks so he's you're about you're less than 2000 behind me now still time you're still time um but yeah it seems like most people in the discord had had a good night betting because people don't follow our picks on every fight they just you know they listen to us break stuff down and it helps them helps them uh, think out uh, certain fights that they do want to bet on uh perhaps they like to bet a recommended place which turned out pretty good for both of us gumby hit three out out of you had six you had six of them last night
0: i had six of them yeah uh, all, all so of them he were won, plus money, though
1: <laughs> yes he went three and three but he won 51 dollars 25 so uh he came through there uh he's still uh, not very good at, at picking these fights overall, Dan. Uh, you're 47% and you're down 158 bucks. But there is still time. If you keep winning 50 bucks a week, then you know by uh, December you'll be in the money again, right? That's right. That's the goal. I, I went two one one 782 because I, I play at chalky. So I am at 62% hit rate. I'm up 58 bucks. So a uh, little bit. There's up. still
0: time for you to blow that.
1: There's still time for me to blow it. <laughs> we. Um, how do we do on our two fight parlay Blanchfield uh, sub hit that Puelas sub. How did that one go? It was close. Uh, I was well, yelling yeah, at my I guess TV it screen. Was. <laughs> I guess it was, guess it was yeah. technically cr- close. So, and yeah, it was a fun night of fights. Hopefully you all enjoyed it. Um, seems like I said, all, all our friends and pals in the discord had a good time with it. Um, but the UFC never sleeps. We got another event coming up this Saturday. UFC fight night. Lewis versus Spivak. the, Big boys are thrown down. Back to the UFC apex. We got Derek Lewis versus Sergey Spivak in the main event. Jan Kudulaba, Kennedy Enzachukwu, Hodolfo Favira, Cody Brundage, Chase Sherman versus Waldo Cortez Acosta. That's another funny, fun, uh, chunky guy. Heavyweight fight. Andre Fialo, Muslim Selikov. Jack Della Madalena, another uh, person we are fans of here, versus Danny Roberts. That is the main card. Prelims. Charles Johnson versus Zalgas Zumagulov, double Z. Jennifer Maya, Marina Morose, Vince Morales, Miles Johns, Kevin Natividad, Ricky Tercios, the Galaxy Brain, Vanessa Demopolis versus Maria Oliveira, Brady Highstand, Freddy Garcia, Natalia Silva, Teresa Bleda. Are we getting Martin Knight, uh, William Knight, Martian Neil or not? Do you know? Uh, last I heard that that one was on, but I don't uh, know for sure.
0: I think the UFC hasn't officially announced it. But okay. I, last I knew that that was on.
1: And yeah, pretty solid fight card anyhow, even without that fight. Anything jump off the screen at you?
0: I mean, I'm excited to see, and I know a lot of people are going to hate this answer, but I'm excited to see what, how Ricky Tercios turns it around after, you know, like he had Talking a. you. to you? Uh, he didn't talk to me. No, no, no. Uh, well, he made I have. Podcast, wasn't he? No, I've never had Ricky Tercios on. My really? Podcast. No.
1: Okay. Um, it wasn't a galaxy brain. I'm thinking of. He
0: he did fight. Oh yeah, you're thinking of yeah. Kyler Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, bro, that's who I'm thinking of.
0: Um, but Ricky Tercio's fight with Brady stand was fight of the night on as the Ultimate Fighter finale, and it was really good. And then he bounced back with like this really weird distance performance. Um, so I'm excited to see if he like, you know, learned from that and changes around. I also love Jack Della Maddalena. Uh getting to see oh, yeah. him fight again and with a big step up is nice. And then who doesn't love, uh, you know, some, some high cholesterol, <laughs> low IQ MMA as, as John likes okay. to put it with Chase Sherman and Waldo Cortez. Yeah.
1: yep, should be a fun one. So we'll give you picks for the prelims on Wednesday, the main card on Thursday, as per usual. All right. Um, but we'll be back tomorrow. We're going to be in your ears with some more picks for regional MMA. Which event has Gumby picked this week? You have to wait and see. Um, or here, I guess. I guess you'll see it before you hear it. Um, anyhow, Discord, I told you about. We're at SGP and MMA on Twitter. Gumby runs that account. I'm at Jeff Fox Writer. He's at Gumby Vreeland. My MMA site's moneymma.substack.com. Thank you for everyone who has signed up recently. Uh, quite a few people sign up on the weekend. Thank you. Uh, if you're listening, what else? Uh, Gumby's got top turtle MMA podcast. We'll talk more about that later on in the week. Uh, and all the writing is at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. You want to take us out of here, Gumby? Uh sure. I'm Daniel oh, you're Gumby not Freeland. Ready. Nice.
0: I well, you know, I'm I'm never really, really ready. I, I'm Daniel Gumby Freeland. He's the devastator, Jeff Fox. And we will see you tomorrow.